University Baptist Church is a faith community striving to think critically, live creatively, and love continually in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We gather on Sunday mornings at 5775 Highland Road between Lee Drive and Kenilworth Parkland. Visit ubc-br.org or at ubcbr on Facebook for more information.
morning. I invite you to join me in our call to worship this morning. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on God's name. Make God's deeds known to all the people. For the Lord, our God, is faithful to a thousand generations. Sing God's praises. Tell of God's wonderful works and glory in the Lord's holy name. Let those who seek the Lord rejoice. For the Lord, our God, is faithful to a thousand generations. Search for God and for God's strength. Never stop looking for the Lord. For the Lord, our God, is faithful to a thousand generations. Please stand as you're able for our opening song.
Well, good morning. On behalf of the staff and the congregation here at University Baptist Church, it is an honor and a privilege to welcome you on this very special day in the life of our church. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Eric Fulcher. I'm the Minister for Spiritual Formation and Church of the Nations here at UBC. And as I have looked forward to this day, I've reflected on the legacy of UBC in my particular corner of ministry with the church. I've had the pleasure of watching our Sunday school teachers care for our members and lead them into deeper discipleship every Sunday morning. I'm also grateful to witness this congregation embrace internationals from dozens of countries through Church of the Nations, a ministry which UBC has supported for over half of her existence as a church, and which is unique and unparalleled in so many ways. These are simply a couple examples of the ways this church has served the Baton Rouge community for almost eight decades. And I'm sure the rest of our staff, John Parks, our interim administrative pastor, Tanya Parks, our minister of children and retirees, and Justin Langford, our minister of worship and community, could all share similar sentiments from their corners of ministry. By way of a pragmatic note, we will be celebrating communion this morning together later in the service. If you did not receive a communion set on the way in, I invite you to raise your hand now and someone will come around and give you one. Today, we celebrate 75 years of life and ministry together. For those of you who made a special effort to be here this morning, we are grateful to you. We've already shared some stories and seen some photos in the fellowship hall, and we'll hear a few more during this time of worship and at lunch afterwards. We are pleased to offer a special welcome to several of our former ministers who are here with us this morning. If you have served on our ministry staff at any point throughout the year, years, I would like to invite you to stand so that we can recognize you. Thank you for being here with us this morning. In this service, uh, I want to offer a, a special word of welcome to a few who will be helping in leading worship this morning, Carrie Fralick, Keith Putt, and Warren Miller, who you'll see up here in a few minutes. And we'll also hear from a few others by way of video who weren't able to be here in person today. Today is your day. I invite you to settle in, soak in this moment, as we remember our history and look ahead to our future. Congratulations on 75 years. Philippians 1.3 reminds me to thank God for my memory of you. And I do thank God for you, UBC. What an impact you've had on God's kingdom and even globally. Seems like we were gathered just yesterday celebrating our 50th anniversary. I'm so grateful for the time that I had with you. I was with you from 1994 to 2004 as your youth minister and your older children's minister. For those of you who are with us this morning and do not know me, my name is Larkin Harris. I am the college minister and senior adult minister at First Baptist Church here in Baton Rouge. I'm sorry that I'm not able to be with you all uh, this morning, but I wanted to thank you, UBC, for all that you did for me 
and for allowing me to work alongside you there in ministry. I loved every minute I worked there with you, and I'm extremely proud of the impact we together had on the, our Baton Rouge communities through the children, through the youth, and their families. And it was extremely fun to watch them grow in their walk with God. I love you all. I'm grateful for you. And may God continue to bless you, UBC. Well, good morning. I'm Kerry Fralick. I had the privilege of serving University Baptist Church from 1981 through 2003. That's hard for me to believe that it was 22 plus years. And here we are almost 20 years later. I've almost been away as long as I was here. So thank you for welcoming me and giving me this opportunity to stand with you. I want to join Larkin in expressing my appreciation for to you as a church for all the ways that you blessed me, that you blessed my family. My children were small when we came, and they have grandchildren who are older than they were when we got here. You know, it's just it's hard to believe how the years do uh, proceed and move away from us. But I am grateful for all that you have done. You continue to be in my thoughts and in my prayers constantly. I, I read the newsletter as it comes to me, and I'm grateful for the information that I get, and I want you to know that I do pray for you. I now live in Springfield, Virginia, near a suburb of the Washington, D.C. area, and I am grateful for the training that I got at this church that enables me to continue to serve God's kingdom through many different roles that God has opened for me. It's my privilege to lead us, to ask God's blessing to come upon us in this service of worship. So I would invite you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, for all the blessings that you have given to a people, we express our gratitude. We think about those founding moments that brought this church to life on the campus of Louisiana State University and the decision that brought the church from there to this location and for the scores of people who have invested their lives and their times into bringing to life a congregation as vibrant as this church has been and still is and still can be because of our faith in you, because of your presence among us. And in this special day, as we reflect and remember all that you have done for us in days gone by, we pray for those who are especially charged with the responsibility of leading this people into the days that are yet before him. We thank you for the pastor search team as they continue to seek permanent leadership who will come and guide this church into its future. We thank you for those who are here like Eric and Tanya and John and Justin as they guide this church in these days that you would bless them in their efforts. And I pray for the congregation who is here that they would recognize that Coming to church is not the end of the worship experience, but leaving this place, departing to serve, is what you have called us to do. And so we pray for the future, for the next 75 years of University Baptist Church, that you would bless in the days ahead, even as you have blessed in these days. So thank you for this opportunity to worship together. Thank you for this occasion that brings us together to remember, to reflect, uh, to enjoy, to celebrate your goodness and making us one body under Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this day. In the name of Christ our Lord, I do pray. Amen.
stand and sing as you are able. could be with you today, but congratulations on this momentous occasion, 75 years of faithfully serving God, of being a different expression of church in the greater Baton Rouge area. We certainly miss you every single day and wish we could have spent this time with you. Of course, my time is short. I hear that my predecessors, Mike and Griff, got six and a half to seven minute videos, and I was given a minute and a half, only fitting for those two uh, brilliant and wonderful guys that are good friends. Thinking back at this congregation who strives to think critically, to live creatively, and to love continually, I certainly felt like uh, we lived into that expression in our four wonderful years for you. You know, of course, our time can't be separated from a global pandemic in which all of our lives were completely upended and we were trying to figure out what was next and what they could possibly look like. And it was remarkable to see how members of the congregation, the leadership of the church, and our staff all came together, uh, united on trying to discern how we could best care for one another and live out the fullest of our expression of the vision that God has given us. You are an extraordinarily creative community that is finding new ways to faithfully be the presence of Christ in this area and around the world. Of course, my favorite part of UBC, I think, is your best expression, which is the people, the extraordinary relationships that exist within this congregation of young and wise, of intergenerational, and the myriad of ways in which you connect with one another, you love one another, you support one another, but it's not closed. It's open to anyone who wants to come and be a part and help enhance the good work 
of UBC. I think of, of the four years I had with you fondly and how you helped me grow as a minister, as a leader, as a husband, as a follower of Christ, and as a father. Uh, thank you for investing in me. Thank you for investing in this community for 75 years plus. Congratulations, and may God continue to bless you in all the endeavors he's calling you to. Martha Forbes, I'm chair of the board, and as such, I'm a moderator of this church. Now, that's an interesting position, right? So I'll try to be moderate this morning. I've been attending UBC since well before I started college in 1961 at LSU. I had an aunt and uncle, Ann and Gaynell Tinsley, who were members of this church. So this church has been a part of me for all of its decades and all of mine. Thank you very much. Now the reading of the word, Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all their host by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea as in a bottle. He put the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Truly, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Our heart is glad of him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. This is the word of the Lord.
John Parks, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, University. Because we co-pastored with you so many years ago, we thought it'd be fun to co-respond to you on your 75th anniversary. My university's now older than you. Hey, go easy, man. Your time's coming. Whenever we get together, it's easy to drift back and reminisce about our time at UBC. Remember that first breakfast with the matriarch of the church, Edith Kirkpatrick? I remember she, uh, <laughs> she told me to look under the table because she would only wear pantyhose that early in the morning for her pastors. <laughs> People were worried about us even then. Well, then again, there are important things like Together Baton Rouge, and our friendship with Greater Mount Olive Baptist Church, and S.C. Dixon. And what about the lunches with Paul Merle, Bubba Hawthorne, George Hale, the Hawthorns? Oh gosh, those were a lot of fun, weren't they? And we had the good sense uh, and the joy of sitting back and not talking too much and just listening to all the wisdom that's being exchanged there. However, this morning, because Nancy Garland asked us to keep it brief, We'll move on from our joyful experiences to express the gratitude for all the things we learned. Well, we continue to be amazed at the fact that you took this great leap of faith with this thing called co-pastorate. Even now, we think it's a great model for churches and leadership, including various wide-ranging relationships. You know, we still laugh at the article in The Advocate when they came over and did an interview with Griffin D, and then they took a picture of us up at the balcony. And without any planning or any knowledge that the other one even owned it, we both showed up in those blue seersucker suits. Yeah, the picture gave the impression, impression that we were inmates on parole. But we did learn so much from university's unique history and our sense of calling there. You know, I've been impressed with Griff's ministry at First Austin. We've always known what a brilliant preacher he is, but I've been inspired by the worship services that you create. They're so inventive and so innovative. And I've also want to say that your leadership over the past two or three years, well, and I wasn't here before then, has been just amazing, not, not only for the church, but for all of Austin. And most importantly, I think, is that you've led First Austin be, to art, tangibly articulate what it means to be an inclusive, caring congregation. Uh, Griff's ministry, honestly, is breaking ground not only in Austin, but in the wider church world. You know, I'm proud of you and grateful for you. Mike and Lisa now have six grandchildren spread all over the United States, from North Carolina to Texas to Montana. The grandchildren are their favorite thing in life. Mike is also continuing to work at Woodlawn Baptist Church where he has really helped them move into environmental justice and environmental theology. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I picked up the Christian Century Magazine to find a whole article about Mike, an award he had won, and the incredible work he is doing in helping churches move forward in a really important way that a lot of churches are really scared to move. Well, when you have grandkids, you start thinking about the legacy that you're going to pass on. Uh, and I thought, think I understood and began to understand more of that when I was at university, uh, like those work days. I mean, just think of working alongside Neil Odenwall and Rebecca, Ronnie, Patsy Parrott, uh, Bob and Kay Hawthorne, uh, gosh, so many others. 
And I think about all the folks who taught me about the environment, uh, and one of those was Harold Nixon. Harold Nixon not only taught me about so many things, he taught me Greek, he taught Lisa and me how to make, you know, sourdough bread. Yeah. Speaking of Lisa, how is your better half? Oh, well, she's wonderful. Uh, she is, would you imagine, a, a great, a wonderful grandmother. And she still keeps her hand in ministry. Last year uh, for uh, the CBF annual meeting, she did a workshop on the spirituality of children. Uh, and it was incredible. And speaking of incredible, tell us a little bit about Abby and your children. They're doing great. Uh, Abby has moved on now has a career in real estate where she is doing a great job. Um, Blake is now in eighth grade somehow and she is doing aerial silks and doing drama, ready to move on to middle school. Jude is excelling at baseball. He's in fourth grade and they just keep me on my toes all the time. <laughs> well, we want to be good stewards of the time that we've been given. And so we just want to wish you all just a wonderful day of celebrating, and we hope that the next 75 years are going to be even better than the first 75 years. Uh, but we thought it'd be appropriate that uh, we would pray for you and the benediction that we shared when we were with you. So, go, and as you go, may the Lord Jesus Christ go ahead of you as planner and preparer of your way. Go, and as you go, may the Lord Jesus Christ go behind you finisher and completer of all that is left undone. Go, and as you go, may the Lord Jesus Christ be over you, watching over you and yours. And go, and as you go, may the Lord Jesus Christ be under you to pick you up when you shall fall, and you and I most certainly will. But most of all, go, and, and as, as you go, go may, may the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ be in you, incarnating his love now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Our gospel reading this morning is from Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 20. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were on him. The Gospel of our Lord. We are here to celebrate the 75th anniversary of University Baptist Church. And that anniversary is often referred to as a diamond jubilee. I like that phrase. Specifically, I like the word jubilee. One of the reasons I like it is because that's how it ties into this scripture reading. 
Because Jesus reads from Isaiah 61, and Isaiah indirectly references the favorable year of the Lord or the year of the Lord's favor. And that's a reference to what is called the year of Jubilee. Now, the year of Jubilee came every 50 years, not every 75 years. But that's significant. Because 50 is one year more than 49. See, we philosophers know math, too. And 49 is important because 49 is a multiple of 7. 7 times 7. And 7 is important because that is the number of Sabbath. The Sabbath day is the seventh day. The Sabbath year is the seventh year. And if you have a Sabbath of Sabbaths, seven sevens, you have 49 years. And once you have realized the Sabbath of Sabbaths, then the next year is the 50th year, and that is the year of Jubilee in which God resets everything. The land is not to be planted, it's to rest. If you owe money, your debts are forgiven. If you've indentured yourself into servitude, you are freed. Land that you may have sold because you needed money, because the stock market hasn't been going well, you get that back. It's the year of new beginnings. And that's what Jesus says is fulfilled in the very reading of that passage in him. And that's what you have been doing, University Baptist Church, for 75 years. You have been living out a year of jubilee. And I say that because the Sabbath concept actually comes from the first creation story in Genesis 1, where we're told that God creates in six days, and on the seventh day, God rests. A good friend of mine, Richard Carney, who teaches at Boston College, has written a revisionist interpretation of the Sabbath. Now, the Bible does tell us that we are to rest on the Sabbath because God rested. But Richard says there's another way of reading God's resting. God does not rest because he's fatigued. God rests because God is stepping back and giving us, as human beings, space and time in which to participate in the process of creation and redemption. The Sabbath is a day of service, not just a day of rest. Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, befriending the lonely, releasing the oppressed. All of these are Sabbath services. And for 75 years, University Baptist Church has been doing that. You have actually been doing your Sabbath service and instigating, instantiating, actually creating here in Baton Rouge, locally and globally across the world, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God exists because of your Sabbath service. And we celebrate 75 years of that. You continue to do that, so we celebrate what you're doing now. And as Carrie prayed so eloquently and beautifully, our prayer and our hope is that 75 years from now, Someone else will be standing here. That would be the sesquicentennial, is that right? And talking about how University Baptist Church for 150 years has been living out the year of Jubilee, releasing those in prison, 
saving those who are lost. Doing your Sabbath service by thinking critically, living creatively, and loving continuously. And my prayer and hope is that that will be said. May God bless you richly. Please remain seated and join in singing, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need. Fresh, he made. 
for those of you who I haven't had a chance to meet yet, I'm John Parks. I'm the current um, interim administrative pastor here at the church, and I want to join with the others uh, on our current ministry staff who have expressed what a privilege and a joy it is to be able to celebrate with you this morning such a wonderful event. 75 years, 75 years, it's hard to believe. And in just the less than two years that Tanya and I have been here, we have fallen in love with this congregation, with the way that you welcomed us and welcomed so many other people, and the way that you express God's love in the world. It is truly a joy and a privilege to be here. I want to read a quick passage of scripture to you this morning, um, and it speaks to us this morning. I don't have time to give you the full context, but it's one passage that I feel like can speak for itself. It's from Isaiah chapter 43, and I'll be reading verses 18 through 21. Isaiah says to God's people in exile, don't get hung up on the things I've done before. Don't let yourself get stuck in the past. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs up. Can you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I thought over these last few months about this day and all that will happen here and how to, to summarize it or what even to say about it, I kept coming back to the same refrain. I felt God's spirit pulling me back to this same idea over and over, and it is this, that God's not finished yet. This congregation has a rich and beautiful history of worshiping and serving here in Baton Rouge. For the past 75 years, you've looked for new ways to serve in a world that always changes, but that always needs the hope and the love that we carry. God has guided you every step of the way, and that's something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. This congregation has grown together through the years, not just in size, but in understanding and in faith, in ways of expressing that faith and love in a Baton Rouge community that has experienced tragedy and conflict throughout these decades. Whether helping recover from storms and floods to being a soft landing place for those in transition, stepping up to care for those who are sick, offering food and help to those who are in need, and being a shoulder to cry on for countless people who have experienced loss and working to bring healing in times when people of different cultures just can't seem to figure out how to live together in peace. God has shown us how to be real and tangible love to this city, and that's something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. As this congregation has matured together, so has each of you as individuals grown in your faith and your passion for following Jesus through Sunday school teachers and faithful ministers, beautiful arts and music, through sharpening each other in conversation as iron sharpens iron. God has helped each of us to grow and deepen our love for God and our neighbor because of the work of this church. And that is something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. This congregation has found ways to minister to the people in this community who fall through the cracks, whether college students or internationals, refugees and immigrants, or people who are experiencing homelessness and food insecurity. There's no telling how many children and families at Highland Elementary have been encouraged and touched by this congregation's friendship and generosity. God has shown you, just like Jesus, how to reach out to the least of these 
and that is something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. This congregation has made the world a more beautiful place through choirs and handbells, through hymns and songs, through dramatic and visual arts. This church has hosted community events and fellowship times, has lifted up and supported the best of Baton Rouge. God has used this congregation through the years to make this world more beautiful and more diverse. And that is something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. This building that we sit in this morning has been a place of worship, of healing, of growth, a place where we can celebrate together and mourn together at times. It's been a place where children have grown up, where families have celebrated the different stages of life's journeys. It's even been a place that's open to other groups who worship, teach, and serve the community. God has blessed this congregation with a beautiful, beautiful home that currently sees several hundred people every day of the week here doing different activities, and that is something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. This church has a history of changing and evolving. As the needs of the world have changed, this congregation has found ways to meet those needs, from finding new ways to express our worship and our faith, to honoring the intellectual needs of faith in a university town. And this congregation has looked for ways both to understand and to show the world that every person has a place in God's kingdom, no matter their gender, skin color, social class, sexuality, ethnicity, or their own personal choices. God's love is for all. And while this congregation has not always shown that love perfectly, it has struggled to do so. And it's the struggle that counts. That's something to celebrate today. But God's not finished yet. When we look around this room, around this campus, and the faces we see here today, we can definitively say that things don't look the same as they did 25 years ago when you were celebrating your 50th anniversary. They don't even look the same as they did 10 years ago or even two years ago before the pandemic when our whole world seemed to change. But that is the way that God works, guiding this church through difficult years and difficult times and bringing about something new and different. Behold, I am doing something new. Can you not perceive it? It's springing up even now, God said. As I was walking around campus yesterday and thinking about today's celebration, I noticed um, a bright green spot on the end of the parking lot down here, and I have a picture of it to show you. Um, it stood out from the brown all around uh, as things are still starting to bloom and springtime is beginning to come. There's still brown all around, but this guy got a head start, this bright green leaves on this fig tree. It had grown so out of control last year and it was pruned back a few months ago. I've always been amazed at how quickly plants can come back from being pruned, even when you cut them all the way down to the ground and it seems like they couldn't survive. Still, new life springs forth and finds a way. And here, from what looked like a dead stump, is suddenly new life, bright green. Now, this tree won't look like it did before. Of course, it's going to be something different, something new, and something beautiful in its own way. See, I am doing a new thing, says God. It's springing up. Even now, even in our midst, as we celebrate 75 years here together, God is doing something new. 
It's not going to look like what it looked like 75 years ago. It's not going to look like even what it looked like yesterday. But God is still working and God is not finished. And as Larkin shared with us earlier from that passage in the beginning of Philippians, Paul went on to say that I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion till the day of Christ Jesus. That's good news for a church that's not perfect, that still has growing and learning to do, and it's good news for you and for me because God's not finished with you yet either or with me. So as we go into the future, let us go with hope. Let us look with expectation, looking for those spots of bright green where the Spirit is bringing about something new. Let's celebrate that. Let's nurture it and cultivate it and join with God in making something new.